1: Well, hello there. Welcome again. It's Growing in Grace. I'm the Breeze Man, Joel Breeze-A-Key. I've got my good friend Mike Kapler, the Cap, uh, getting together for our weekly discussion about the grace of God. Uh, the grace of God. You know, he's a holy God. He is far above us, and he barely relates to us because he's so far up there. And if we're not good, <laughs> we stand no chance of even having any type of relationship with him. Right, Cap?
0: Oh, you are so right, Brother Breezy I think that uh, we will still somehow squeeze a little piece of good news before the podcast is over, but there's a lot of bad news to share, too.
1: There's a lot of bad news, you know, because we talk about this good news all the time, and we talk about grace all the time. We've got to provide some balance for our listeners, get some law in there, get some shoulds and musts and and rules and, and stuff like that. So I think that's what we'll do for our next 300 shows. (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. Oh, how... don't make me do that. <laughs> that's just that's one of those words that sun it's just it's just not even there the word balance. Oh, we've got to balance. All this talk about grace with law. But I think you think about the life of Paul and he talked about this grace, you know, the, the all the things that he did, you know, he attributed it to the grace. I think I just said attributed it he attributed it to the grace of God, not to the grace of God balanced with some law. He, he said he had to die to the law, and so everything that he did was due to the grace of God that was at work in him, not some sort of balance of trying to figure out all these uh, good things that he was supposed to do versus bad things. He just lived by the grace of God. That's what we're here to encourage people in here as well.
0: Yeah, and Paul addressed some of that too. I mean, because the Galatians are a perfect example of that, where they they came into grace, and then some people came along after Paul left and tried to say, okay, yeah, Jesus, you you should have Jesus, but you also need certain aspects of the law. And so Paul challenged them on that. This thing called balance, forget about it, Paul said. (laughs) Well, we'll just have to shred through Galatians sometimes and well, I know we have in the past, but maybe try and, and uh, hit on some of the finer points of this this thing called balance. Having too much grace, it's just not possible. You, you show me in the Bible under this new covenant where we can have too much grace, and uh, I'll show you uh, somebody who probably just doesn't understand the new covenant. But our focus here with this grace of the gospel is on our identity in Christ understanding that it is square one and there are people who have been learning about grace and getting into this great grace awakenings everybody talks about but there are still many even though they are growing in this grace they're still having trouble getting past square one this is why I like to I I like to camp out here Joel because there's a problem in this country and around the world you know what it is in this in this day of technology it's called identity theft and it's been going on scripturally speaking since the beginning of mankind on this planet. Identity theft is something that we want to help you uh, prevent and that's why we're doing these podcasts.
1: That's definitely true. Identity theft, you know, big, you know, phrase going on around out there of course in this day and age and we want people to, we want to help people to be settled and secure in their identity. In Christ so uh, keep on listening and and, uh, every week you know I think we'll we'll encourage you in that and you know speaking of this this balance of of grace and law I talked to a pastor one time he was telling me the reason he he said the reason that um, he needed the law was because sometimes in his life he goes astray and so he, he needs that law to help him to get back on track that law was there to remind him that he needs to get back to Christ and that's I know that sounds good I know that sounds right, but when a person sins, when a person does what's wrong, so to speak, does that person really need law to help him get back on track or something else? And I think that's kind of leading into what we're going to talk about this week, at least uh, for a little while here on Growing in Grace, the, the whole idea of what happens when we sin. What do we need to do when we do sin? We, we know that our lives, our behavior isn't always perfect, it doesn't always line up to the identity that we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. And that identity indeed is secure no matter what we do. But what about this, Cap? What do we do when we sin? Is there a special confession we need to make? Is there a special remedy for it? Or, or what do you think, Cap?
0: Well, I think when we make a mistake, Joel, when we sin, we do the wrong thing. Our reaction at that time should be the same as it is at any other time. Resting in Christ trusting in his completed work. What do I have to do to try and make things right again after I sin? Absolutely nothing. There's nothing that I can do to make it right. Jesus did everything that was necessary to make it right, not only for the sins that I've committed up to this point, but for all the sins that I will ever commit. And and that is true for all of mankind. Past, present, and future sin has been dealt with, And so what I do is, I just thank God. And and this is part of uh, the work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, which we've also touched on during these programs. He's there to remind me during the toughest of times that I am still his child. Even more than that, we're we're friends. And that uh, I am forgiven, that I am righteous. I have taken on the very righteousness of God. It's not my righteousness, again, it's his so we say that with humility and thankfulness and so I'm just thankful that I am who I am and I hate to repeat this Joel but sometimes I need to hear it Mm -hmm. because I'll understand it in a different way even though it's a very short sentence and that is what I do does not make me who I am and please uh, let's let's meditate on that because it will go a long way. It will fuel your fire, so to speak. Understand that just because I commit a sin, it does not make me a sinner anymore. Under the old way of thinking, whenever I felt like I needed to, because this is what I was told in my upbringing in Christianity, I was told I need to go to God you know, and, and confess my sin, and then he would forgive me. And I know where that scripture comes from, and we'll talk about it, but that was a big burden and it was not New Covenant Christianity. We took a verse out of context and hung it around a lot of people's necks, and it weighed a ton. And it really dragged me down, because eventually, you know inside, you're not confessing them all. And uh, then what? And You start to even wonder if you're a Christian anymore. So, trust in him. His completed work has already taken
1: care of anything that we could throw at it. There was nothing we could do to become the person that we are. I mean, there's there was nothing that we could do to be born. It it wasn't anything that we did, it's what somebody else did. And in, in, in our in our new identity in Christ, there's nothing that we did to become the person that we are. God has made us this new creation that we are in the Lord Jesus Christ. It wasn't our behavior that changed us and made us a new creation. It you know, wasn't our good behavior and our bad behavior doesn't change that either. And so we gotta be secure in that. That's the foundation, our identity in in Christ. No matter what we do, our identity remains the same. This whole thing about uh, confession, yes, there's this verse in there, 1 John 1-9. I suppose all of our listeners are familiar with it because it's talked about so much in the Church, but that one sole verse makes it out to be that if we sin, then somehow we've, we're have no longer forgiven by God until we confess that sin. And that is not the New Covenant message, as you said. That's not the message of the New Covenant. The message of the New Covenant is that we've already been forgiven of all sin, past, present, and future. I think about the words of Paul all throughout his epistles. He dealt with sin, Paul did. He dealt with sin in the church. He even had He even had called himself the chief of sinners, not meaning that in his current life he kept on sinning and, and was the the worst sinner even as a even as the apostle that he was but he called himself the chief of sinners meaning that he reigned supreme when it came to the, the list of all-time sinners and yet he never mentioned once In his own life, looking back at his own sin and how he became a new creation, he never mentioned confession of sin, and he never once mentioned to the churches that he wrote to when they were dealing with sin, he never once mentioned confession of sin. He mentioned, of course, the one confession, confess the Lord Jesus Christ, but he never mentioned that we had to confess our sins in order to be forgiven. I think that's key when we understand that one soul verse that we take out of context so often.
0: You're talking about Romans chapter 10, where, you know, if, if we confess the Lord Jesus, well, how does that verse go? If we confess...
1: If you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that oh, yeah. God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's it's as simple as that. Just confess, acknowledge the Lord Jesus. Confess that Jesus is Lord. That is how you're saved.
0: Yeah, because in, in, again, in First John 1, 9, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That word sins is actually a noun in the Greek, harmartia, I believe it is, and it's not an action word. It's, it's not necessarily uh, speaking of an individual action, that type of sin. A lot of times in, in the scripture, we, we think of sin, we think of individual acts, But there's also a a problem long before any of that, and that is the fact that we were born in a condition of sin, and that's what John is talking about here and in other places in the Scripture sometimes. It's talking about the nature of sin, not necessarily individual acts of sin. And so, in in this case, if, if we confess our sin nature, so to speak, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins, this is directly related to Romans chapter 10, confessing Christ, and that word cleanse, Joel, it, it, it can also be uh, sometimes translated purify. Part of the meaning of that word means to remove by cleansing, to free from defilement of sin and from faults, to purify from wickedness, to free from guilt, and to, uh, to pronounce clean. And so that's just what that word means.
1: Yeah, and, and not to mention the whole idea that, that John was writing to a group of mixed people People, a church with Gnostics in it, and, and, and that's a whole other story. But just briefly, uh, you know, the whole, they didn't believe in this thing called sin, and so you know, John had to write to them saying that they didn't believe that matter mattered. And so, like I said, that's a whole other story. But he was addressing the Gnostics in that church, and so he wasn't necessarily even telling Christians that in order to be forgiven over and over again, that they had to keep on confessing their sin. And, and like you say, it, it is a noun. It's it's a sin condition. It's not this thing where each time we sin, we've got to keep on confessing over and over again. And so, as we uh, as we wrap up here, what do we do When we sin, well, here's, I think, uh, the best thing that we can do. Talk to God about it. We can acknowledge what we've done, but we can say thank you, God, for your grace that has not only covered my sin, but has taken it away forever. We gotta remember that through the cross, our sin was not just forgiven and not just covered, but as we've talked about in the past, it was completely taken away. And so that kind of leads me, Cap, to um, something that perhaps we'll talk about next week right here on Growing in Grace. We've not only had our sins forgiven, but we've become something new. What is it that we've become? Have we become a repaired individual? Has God kind of overhauled us and and polished us up? Or has he made us into something completely different and new? We'll talk about that next week right here on Growing in Grace. This has been
0: Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.